you're up early. Good for you. And welcome to the Pre-W Smith Show on 760 WJR. All right, welcome back to the Pre-W Smith Show. Really important news here in our next segment we're going to be bringing to you. This is an issue that relates to so many of us right now who are finding work in the gig economy, freelance, whatever you want to call it, even side hustle. This is where you work on a contract basis as opposed to being employed by your employer. And it's pretty critical that you figure out whether you are indeed qualified as a contractor or whether you should better be qualified as an employee. And if so, there may be more money on the table for you if you do qualify as an employee. Helping us break it all down, we've got Juliana Kaplan, Senior Labor and Inequality Reporter on the Economy Team at Business Insider. Juliana, tell us about this. Yeah, absolutely. So when we think about somebody who's a worker, I think a lot of the times people think of somebody who has a salary or an hourly wage, benefits, those types of things. But there are a few different types of distinctions. So somebody who's a gig worker, I think a lot of people think of perhaps an Uber driver as a good example of that. Somebody who is technically classified as an independent contractor, so working for themselves, contracting out that work to different companies. But that's where the issue of misclassification comes in, right? So somebody who is a self-employed freelancer, you know, perhaps a freelance writer or copywriter, social media consultant, they likely are an independent contractor and that sort of classification makes sense. However, this is also where the idea of misclassification comes in. And research has found that somewhere between 10 to 30% of employers and perhaps more are misclassifying people who are doing work that would qualify them as an employee and not an independent contractor. And that's a really big issue because on multiple levels, when you are an employee, often, you know, you're entitled to some degree of benefits, for instance. So you're not having to pay for your own health insurance at cost. You know, perhaps your company is subsidizing that. But another big part of that, too, is things like overtime and time and a half apply to an employee, but not necessarily to an independent contractor. So this most recent research that came out of the left-leading think tank Economic Policy Institute found that workers in professions where misclassification can be fairly common are losing out on tens of thousands of dollars every single year because of this misclassification, because they're missing out on that time and a half and those benefits and that overtime. And there's sort of an effect on all of us when this happens, not just the people who aren't earning thousands, although obviously that is probably the biggest impact. Sure. When you are an employee and you're salaried or hourly, your job is paying into Social Security and Medicare alongside you, right? When you are an independent contractor, that's not necessarily the case. So now we're facing Social Security potentially being insolvent and cuts to Medicare. And also it's losing a lot of money from people who otherwise would be paying taxes into maintaining those. So this has an impact on everyone when a worker is misclassified. And then, you know, there's the other dimension of, well, perhaps this person has to rely more on different types 
of social safety net measures, or perhaps they're spending less in their community and impacting local businesses. So you can sort of see the butterfly effect. Of sure. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Is it happening because of any intention on behalf of employers? Or is this more that it's just a random circumstance that could happen, has happened, does happen, but not with any intention, more just either as oversight or misclassifying by mistake? What's behind it all? Yeah, I think it's hard to ascribe a guiding animus to every single employer because this is so prevalent. And, you know, I think speaking from the spirit of generosity, perhaps a lot of it is accidental or mistaken or it's just how they've always done things. They didn't realize that perhaps like regulations had changed. So definitely some of it could be accidental or maybe the person started as an independent contractor and they were, you know, like I bring my truck once a week to the construction site, right? And I own my truck. But now you bring your truck every single day and you and your truck do work from nine to five. And that sort of changed from being an independent contractor to somebody who's always on the job site. So I think those are definitely instances where, yeah, it's understandable that a misclassification could happen by mistake. And, you know, on the other hand, if you're a company and you want to maybe not pay as much into Social Security or Medicare or wages, this could be an easy way to do that. <laughs> what about in the article, you cite various specific examples. I know, for example, you point out typical home health aid loses out on 6200 or so per year in income and job benefits as an independent contractor compared with what they would earn, again, just on average or very generally if they were an employee. What are some other examples? I think it was pretty stark for construction workers. So going back to our guy with a truck, for instance, they are losing out on just about $10,200 at the low end to nearly $17,000 a year which is a pretty big difference. That's a big difference, a very big difference indeed. Let me ask this, are there rules and guidelines that, you know, employers and or employees and contractors can follow to make sure they understand the rules of the road and make sure they fall into the right classification? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely rules and regulations around this. And this is something that the Biden administration's Department of Labor has been really cracking down on. So you'll see a lot of instances where Companies are required to pay back pay, for instance. Maybe this is due to misclassification. And the Department of Labor and the Biden administration is actually looking at a proposed rule that would make it easier for a worker to become classified as an employee rather than an independent contractor. So this is definitely something that's in their crosshairs. And if you are worried that perhaps you should be classified as an employee, not an independent contractor, I will say the Department of Labor has a pretty good, are you doing this type of work or have these types of responsibilities guide on their website. (laughs) Independent contractors come in all stripes and all industries. And something that I thought was really important during early pandemic and early pandemic stimulus measures was that for the first time ever, gig workers were eligible for unemployment benefits. And that is not the case anymore. And if we're seeing a lot of layoffs, which we are seeing concentrated in certain industries, but ones that still use independent contractors, nonetheless, you know, you have this hit to your annual income, but when you lose your job, you have nothing. Juliana Kaplan, along with Madison Hoff, you guys wrote 
an article for Business Insider. If you're a gig worker, your boss might be using a technicality to underpay you. Beware, indeed. Juliana Kaplan, we appreciate you being on with us today. Good job on the article. Great content. Very helpful and insightful. And uh, we're going to head to a break. We'll be back with more right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 